Deathbed Beach. Hello and welcome back. Welcome back. I'm finally back. Yes, I have been missing. Um, not like a missing person or anything, but I have been off my game, I do admit. Um, I haven't recorded a podcast episode in a long, long time, but that's because there's been a lot going on. And um, you may even hear that I sound a bit more northern. That's because I am back in the good old working class miners town of Mansfield. But if you're from Mansfield, we sometimes call it Manny T. So yeah, the accent is thicker, it's bigger and it's better. It might even sound a bit different because yeah, like I said, I'm in Mansfield so I'm in a different space. It may sound better, it may sound worse, but I think I've still got the same equipment, but different rooms, so who knows what energy this room is going to bring. Well, I hope it's good, because it is like my childhood room. Well, not childhood, because I actually had the teeny tiny room. And then when I was about 16, 16 or something like that, I actually got the big room. Um, so yeah, the big room has been mine for a while, but after four years of living in London, I'm back in that said room. So, this is episode 23. My goodness. Um, I don't... I don't even know where all these episodes have gone, what's been going on or anything. So, episode 23. And as this is 2023, this is the season finale of Fall Apart, Process and Be a Bad yes so this will be the season finale and then there'll be a new season that is all up and exciting so remember to listen on spotify on apple music and share and like as well tell me what you love tell me what you hate um but be remember words hurt so please be nice as well Papa Peach. so let's start at the very beginning because it's a very good place to start so why have i left london well, if I'm honest, it wasn't out of choice. So I was living with my fabulous housemates in Ealing, West London. Um, there was, yeah, five of us all together in a wonderful house that was very lovely. Um, and basically, pretty much all of us, apart from one, Emma, had decided, oh, do you know what? We love it here. It's nice. We enjoy it. So let's stay. Um, and Emma was moving in with her boyfriend, Aman, so... They're smashing it and I've been to the new house. It's bloody lovely. And they're currently in India right now celebrating Diwali. So um, shout out to them. Um, And yeah, so we basically said to our landlord, we're happy to stay, but we'll just fill in Emma's room, find someone who wants the space. Um, And he was like, yeah, okay, but we've got to increase the rent now. This London living crisis is not just a crisis, it's a fucking abomination, honestly. Like, so he basically said, we're going to increase your rent by 900 a month, as in for all of us, as an extra £180 a month. Who the F is just going, oh yeah, I now make 180 extra a month. What? Like, what? Um... So then he was like, oh, well, I'm going to do some um, meet viewings. And he was having like focus groups come around to see how much they should like evaluate the property at. And they were evaluating it at like 
3,900, I believe it was. Um, and we were not paying anywhere near that. We, I think we were paying like 2,700 or something like that. Um, but yeah, he then evaluated at that and it wasn't a focus group. It was actually people looking to get into the property. So that was fun. Um, and yeah, they were coming in offering 3,904 grand, which is way over what we were paying for it. And, um, yeah, they, they won basically. So in that moment I was like, oh fuck, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? Looked around at all different places in London. Look, cause also council tax, that's a bloody scam. Um, yeah, so I was looking around, I was like, oh, is there anywhere that's cheaper? Is there anywhere, you know, because I do still want to be here. And then in the end, I was just like, I'm just going to continue doing the same thing I've just done for the last year. Like this last year, all I've done is work. Like at one point I was working seven day weeks. I didn't have a, ta- a day off. And for what? Just to live in London? Just to pay my bills? Like what? Like, my mental health really suffered, I'm not going to lie. Um, and my body as well, to be fair. But, like, it's just not worth it. It wasn't worth it. And I was like, okay, if I go back home for a bit, I don't have to worry about bills. I could even take some time to be creative and do the things I love and find myself again. Um, so, yeah, that was sort of where that was going. And also, the job that I was planning to work at this point... Um, was another care home tour um so it meant that I was going to be in the Midlands anyway um so I was just like well there's no point paying rent when I'm going to be touring I'm not even going to be there so um I decided yeah to move my things back to Mansfield because I was going to be on tour um so yeah that was where that decision came from um but the whole job side of things is a whole other conversation so Let's go on to that, shall we? So I recently did a care home tour, one person musical around, mainly the Midlands. Um, and I did cover some of like the South Coast as well. Um, it was really fun. Re- it was really nice to meet all the residents and like all the care homes were just like lovely. And it was just so nice to go in and celebrate and for them just to get entertained by not sat in front of front of a screen and you know interacting with them getting to know them talking to them including them like it was all just very very lovely um however the person that ran said uh tour um I'm not going to say too much on here um but it didn't work out basically um Hopefully in the future I'll be able to bring you more details, but I do want to cover my back at the moment. But yeah, it didn't end up working out. Um, And yeah, then I wasn't doing that job anymore. So I was back in Mansfield and I've now been doing children's parties again because do you know what? I still love them. Like, and it's been great working back with absolutely amazing parties because like they everyone's just always so nice and I the clients are always really lovely 
Jane, who runs it, is just wonderful. Like she gives you all the equipment ready to go, and she prepares you, and and then you go to the party, and yeah, it's just it's just really nice. And all the parties I've been to, I've just been really enjoying it because yeah, I just get paid to like dance and have fun and joke around with the kids, and you know, just in general have a really good time basically so yeah big shout out to absolutely amazing parties if you are ever looking for children's entertainment um for birthday parties or events or anything like that please look at absolutely amazing parties they're brilliant so this weekend i will be dressing up as elsa you know let it go let it go living my best um snowflake fantasy ice queen you know um and i'm also going to be disco dixie which is a unicorn nothing else i know dixie's in there but it is a unicorn so um yeah exciting times ahead basically so what else have i been up to so i had a very i ended up going on two holidays it was a bit weird actually so my first holiday was already pre-booked um and actually it was booked for july um but then i ended up going on this tour job so had to um get the get refund and then um reschedule basically um so yeah that was for italy with my friend one of my besties holly um and then i ended i ended up in paris as well which sounds like i just booked a drunk ticket or something like that I actually didn't so um my dad and my mum for Christmas last year me and pretty much all of our family paid for them to go to Paris this year um in September however um due to my dad's mental health um he found he didn't want to go um and obviously it was already paid for and everything so um my mum was like, well, he doesn't want to go, so do you want to go? And I was like, I mean, if I don't go, who would go? Because um, realistically, I couldn't really get the time off work. But the truth was, it was just like, do you know what? Like, you only live once. I've got the opportunity to go to Paris. So, bish, bash, bong, going to take it, you know. And had a very, very lovely time. Um... During this time as well, I was obsessed with re-watching Harry Potter. Like, just re-watching it because every time you watch it, you, like, figure out something new in it. Um, like, oh, like, it's so strange because, um, like, number three, when I was a kid, terrified. Absolutely terrified. I thought Sirius Black was a murderer. I thought, I, I was like, he's the villain. Rewatching it now as an adult, bloody love Sirius Black. And you know what? Woodshag would marry i don't know what it is but he yeah he's not my type at all but there's just something there from Sirius black you know who knows eh um but yeah so i was so obsessed with like harry potter at the time and we were going to paris and um they had this harry potter exhibition we went to it was like really reasonable as well it was like i think it was like 13 euro um and it had all like the original costumes and it was like interactive so you got like a snit a golden snitch like wristband and you went round and tapped it and it like put your name on the um what is it pad for um 
See, I am a real fan, but I'm just really bad at remembering things. It's the ADHD in me. Um, but yeah, Padfoot, the the map. You know, which I solemnly swear that I'm up to no good. That map. Um, our names like came upon it. It was really cool. Um, so yeah, that was fun that we did in Paris. We did go to Disney because um, Mum had already booked that for her and Dad, so I got to go to Disney again. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, I just love Disney. Like the energy when you go into Disney is just like it's just magical. Like everything, you just turn around, everyone's happy. Like should be more about that in the world. Um, and what else did we do? Oh, we went up the Arc de Triomphe. Right. How many stairs is on the Arc de Triomphe is not even funny. I thought Covent Garden stage station was bad, but crikey me. Arc de Triomphe, that, that tested me. That really tested me. But it was nice. It was very lovely to see. And also, that roundabout is one of the craziest roundabouts. Like, I'm a pretty confident driver and I would, like, confidently drive pretty much anywhere. Birmingham Spaghetti Junction, done it. London, Central London done it or else like pretty much all over the uk i've driven but arc the triumph nah nah i'm out i am out um but yes we went and saw we didn't go in but we saw moulin rouge like just went near it and was like oh that's rather lovely isn't it um so yeah it was more of like a Rather than jam-packed holiday, it was more, I was just there for the flow. I was like, mum, you do what you want, and I'm just here to go along with you. This is your holiday. I'm just your companion, pretty much. But yeah, Paris was lovely. Um, so that makes it like three times I've been to Paris, which is mad. Um, but I would definitely say that I've done it now. And on to exploring new places, which brings me on to Italy oh my god so Italy me and Holly went and this was like a dream holiday for me which I thought I'm never going to be able to do this or afford this or anything but this is where cheapskate Hannah comes in because our flights we so we flew from London Stansted um to Milan and for both of us the flights were like 120 pounds so it was like 60 pounds each um we also got kev who is holly's wonderful father drop us off with abby um at the airport so honestly 10 out of 10 for that uber kev brilliant um yes so he dropped us off um we didn't actually have check-in luggage so that's where we saved um a really good amount of money we just took the cabin luggage and like a backpack um so we did have to put all our things in the liquids and all of that um and then oh my god and then at the airport i found 20 quid on the floor it was it was very exciting and like it no one i was like looking around just in case but yeah no one no one had lost it like well obviously someone had lost it but it wasn't obvious so I just picked it up and uh, boom 20 quid which is um it was, did make my day must admit um so yeah then we flew to Milan and um the accommodation we stayed in like Airbnb sort of thing but we booked it through booking.com because I get cash back through booking.com 
Um, so yeah, the place we stayed in Milan was lovely. Um, it was like a little apartment. So we had like a little kitchen and stuff. Cause I'm not big on like constantly eating out when I'm on holiday. Like I don't always want to eat out. Like it's just too much. Um, so I do like getting, going to the supermarket and getting a few bits and their supermarkets were bloody banging. The wine there. Oh my God. So I didn't like wine before. Give me a, give me a bottle any day right now. Um, I'm more of a white Pinot Grigio or a rosé like blush Pinot Grigio. They're my vibes. So if anyone's going to treat me soon, they're the ones. Um, but yeah, the supermarket was, oh, it was so cheap as well. Like we got some ham, we got some cheese, we got some like bagels and things. So we didn't have to like buy breakfast and that. And so we could... Um, you know, just have things at the little apartment we were in. Um, and then we did get two pizzas from this restaurant that was like next door to where we were staying. And oh my God, they were absolutely massive. Think of Domino's large, but a bit larger. Um, like proper fresh pizzas, right? And they were 12 euros. As in for both, 12 euros, so 6 euro per pizza. And they were massive. Like, we literally, I think we took about three days to eat them. Like, (laughs) not three, I think it was more two, but yeah, like, it was incred. Because then the next day, so when we was in, we used our first day just to chill out a bit because we'd been travelling. And then the next day we went into, like, the centre. There was, um, we went down the canal bit and I was like, there's loads of Geordies here. Like, I just kept hearing like, Howie and all this. And I was like, what's going on? And they were like, like black and white t-shirts on. And I was like, oh, the football, isn't it? It was only Newcastle playing Milan. Um, and it was hilarious because you could just tell everyone was English. Because literally the DPD van was going like, boom, 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 boom. And they were all like, England. And it like you could just tell it was English people. Um, so that was hilarious. And then we yeah, walked further into the centre and we went to the Dick Patisserie, which was um, actually such a fun experience. The person that worked there, who was giving us our Dick pastry? No, it's not a pastry. It's like a waffly kind of thing. And the person working there was like, do you want me to cream all over it for you? Do you want me to flick it? Do you want me to whack it? And I was like, oh, yes yes girl yes queen like oh it was brilliant there was a vagina on the wall yeah there was oh it was just brilliant experience top notch would recommend and then we were like walking around milan and stuff exploring it was also milan fashion week which was crazy so there was like so many models and things just out in the street like getting full-on photographs and doing like a photo shoot it was really cool to see actually just seeing you know fabulous people looking fabulous and we did go to the starbucks reserve roastery which was amazing it's free to go into it shows you how all the coffee beans are made and everything and how they're all roasted there is so many sandwiches pizzas pastries everything and so many coffee options and also alcohol so it's very different to normal starbucks it's a lot more fancy i did have a chocolate sorbet frappe coffee 
because I was like, I don't, I don't normally drink black coffee at home and stuff, but I was like, if I'm going to pay for a nice coffee, I'm going to have something bougie that I cannot get elsewhere. And I'm pretty sure Mansfield's new Starbucks does not do sorbet chocolate, Italian sorbet chocolate frappe with coffee. They don't. I checked. They don't. So then in Milan, after loads of exploring, we went and was like, oh, I'm a bit hungry now. Maybe we should get something. Um, but we needed the toilet at the same time. We walked around for a bit trying to find somewhere to go because, you know, we wanted to get something. We really wanted that. I was like, I really want some good pasta because I'm in Italy. I am in the town, the country, the place of pasta. I need some good pasta. So we found this place, but then I was like, oh, they don't have a toilet and I really need to go to the toilet. So across from there was a little cocktail bar. So we went to the cocktail bar and we were like, go on then, it's our holiday. Let's have one cocktail because they were like, 10 euros each and after living in london that's still a good price we ordered the cocktail and it came with like food and we were like sorry we didn't order this because i was there thinking great they're gonna give us food charges for it and scam us sort of thing but no italians are absolutely lovely and whenever you order a cocktail in most places you get full-on food with it and so then we didn't even need to go out for food because we just had all these amazing bruschettas and oh like little pizza bits and just like proper Italian food and it was amazing so then yeah we didn't even need food so we headed back to our lovely little apartment and getting ready for the next day because the next day we were heading to Lake Como and it was my birthday we got the train from Milan Central to Lake Como which cost eight pounds for both of us, I think. Or or it might have been eight euros for both of us, ten pounds. And also cash back from top cash back. So that was very exciting. Yeah. We arrived in Lake Coma, which was honestly one of the most beautiful, like naturally beautiful places I have ever seen in my life. It was incredible. The the views were just like you know when you're like, Oh my god, pinch me. I can't believe this is real that's how I felt in Lake Como it was honestly an amazing way to spend my birthday we managed to go on one of the boats and go across the lake down to a further part of the island area island area I think that's right and yeah stopped had a cocktail got the got the free food again because it was my birthday so it was like let's get a cocktail and then we ended up getting bits of food again so Italian hack order cocktails and get free food um yeah then we headed back towards Lake Como we went up on the cable car as well which it was again a lot of these things if you pre-book them are more expensive so we actually did pre-book a boat cruise for Lake Como but um they texted me the day before saying sorry the person's unwell can we reschedule but because we were only in Lake Como for the day I was like sorry we can't and they just refunded me but when we turned up on the day and just paid for the boat it was like six euro each and we pe- we'd pre-booked and paid like 30 something each so we saved that money and then the cable carts you just pay on the day and it was like six euro each and you go to the top and at the top you can see everything you can see switzerland like it was unreal it was so beautiful 
and I would totally go back. I feel like I need more time to go and explore it and just sit in the beautifulness that there is there. So then after Lake Como, we got a train from Lake Como to Verona. Oh, I loved Verona. I really thought Verona was going to be one of the ones that I was like, oh, I probably won't like it that much. Because it's no secret here, but I like Shakespeare, but it's not my thing. It's just not. It's not my vibe. It's not my thing. Um, But actually, Verona was beautiful. It had mountains in the background. Our hotel was really nice. The guy was absolutely lovely. My Italian was really moving on at this point, so we were trying to talk to each other. He actually thought I'd studied it, but no, I was just trying to pick it up as quick as I could and trying to talk in it and also using the Google Translate app um, a lot but also not just putting it in their face and going, this is what I want to say. I would try and pronounce it, and then if they were like, eh, I would show my phone. Because <laughs> I was like, probably not pronouncing this right. But yeah, that was absolutely wonderful, Verona. And we went and visited Juliet's balcony, obviously, which was so cool. It was so nice to go there. It was just absolutely amazing. Also, Verona town is just beautiful, like there's so many artifacts there's so many ruins there's so many it's just historically beautiful it's not the most buzzing of places but it's historically beautiful we then tried to get to the arena which we did go around plenty of time we got there about half two but for some reason they were closing it off early so um which i know they do when they have shows on but this was half two so i don't really know why they were closing it that early So that was a bit of a shame, but we did see the outside and it was very beautiful. So then from Verona, we moved on to Venice, which Venice was, um, I wasn't as impressed. I feel like Milan, Lake Como, Verona was so much nicer, which is really interesting because I know how popular Venice is. I know how it's so like travel tips, go Venice, Trump, all of this. But actually, like, it was nice, but it wouldn't be the one that I said is the most popular place that we went to. It felt very touristy. Like, we'd been trying to learn the the language, like, and speak Italian everywhere else we went. But in Venice, they just all spoke English. And I was like, oh, like, it's great because it's my language, but also like I enjoyed the culture of trying to learn the new language and communicating with people because once I started communicating people who mainly spoke Italian and a little bit of English and I was trying to learn their language they just opened up and just the conversation just opened and started flowing whereas in Venice it was very very touristy everyone pretty much spoke English and also prices of everything was like they'd like doubled because clearly it was a very popular area so they just you know sort of like London how they just put the prices up because it's that area but yeah we did a gondola trip which was very nice more than I wanted to pay but you know what it was a really worthwhile experience which me and Holly absolutely loved and it was great like you can't put a price on a fun experience and living your best life can you So that was Venice, which we did have some very good food from the bakeries and things like that as well. And also like the gift shops I did buy my mum, like a little Italian leather handbag because it was her birthday coming up as well. So yeah, 
I would say Venice was good, but Venice is one of those ones, like, out of the ones I've mentioned so far, Venice is the one now that I'm like, I've done it, I don't need to go back. Whereas, I'd go back to Milan, I'd go back to Lake Como, and I'd go back to Verona, because they're all beautiful. So then, from Venice, we went to Rome. Oh, I loved Rome. Really loved Rome. We ended up hiring a Vespa and I drove myself and Holly around the centre of Rome on a Vespa for 24 hours and it was thrilling, I'm not going to lie. Never ever driven like a Vespa or anything like that. I've obviously gone on the Lime scooters and things like that but this was so good. We're both in one piece and yeah it was a really really fun experience to be honest. I would totally recommend it and would totally do it again, to be honest. We also visited the Colosseum, which was beautiful. We went to the Roman Forum and Palatine Hill. There's so many ruins and just history in Rome. Like, there's so much and it's just brilliant how well it's been kept, actually. We also did go to... Oh, I can't remember the name... The, oh, it's a man's name. It's like St. Paul's Bas, Bas, Basiliska, something like that, or St. Peter, one of them. So rubbish with names. Um, And we climbed to the top. My goodness. Now, if I thought Arc de Triumph was a lot of steps, if I thought Covent Garden was a lot of steps, oh no, this was a hell of a lot of steps. But it was so worth it because you... I think we paid, like, again, like, six euro each, and you get to go straight to the top, and you just get panoramic views of Rome, it's beautiful, it's absolutely amazing, but if you pre-book it, it's a lot more money, so don't pre-book it, just pay on the day, because it's a hell of a lot cheaper, so, and then from Rome, we moved on, and we went to Naples. So yeah, in Naples, hmm, I've got to say, Naples was definitely my least favourite. Um, it felt a bit run down. Um, I did clutch onto my bag a bit more. It was, uh, yeah, I'm glad I've done it. I got to see it. I've been there. I've done it. We were hoping to go across to Pompeii and, you know, see all the mountain ruins and everything. But we didn't in the end because we'd done a hell of a lot of travelling. Had an amazing trip. And even though we wanted to do it, we still wanted to end it on a high and not be rushing around like absolute madness. So we just really explored Naples. We went to the catacombs, which was interesting. We went to the beach. We went in all the shopping areas. And, yeah, then we pretty much flew home back to London, but flew back into Luton, yeah, because our, our flights, again, were really cheap, so we had an absolutely wonderful time in Italy. So my top tips would be, when booking, always check for cash back, because booking.com does it, and Omeo, which is the train company, because we travel by train when we're in Italy from other places and they do cash back. Um, my second one would be 
only pre-book certain things. So out of all of the places that we visited, the only things I would say to pre-book is Rome, the Colosseum, always rebook, always pre-book that because that gets really busy. Um, but all the other activities we did, you don't need to pre-book and it's a lot cheaper if you don't pre-book, so don't pre-book them. Just make sure you know where you're going and get to the places. And my third tip for Italy would be to go and eat as much food and enjoy it and spend it with someone who you really enjoy spending time with because me and Holly had an absolutely amazing time. So yeah, and as they say, arrivederci. That's Italian for goodbye in case you didn't know. Okay, so as this is the season finale, as this series one episodes, um, this is basically an extra long episode. So whoopee-doo for you guys. Thank you for listening. Keep on listening as I love the, you know, I sometimes meet people and they're like, oh, I've listened to your podcast. And I'm like, oh, I didn't, like, I forget. And I hope that it does help people and you know because I do some I like to tell funny things I like to tell I like to just talk and open conversations that used to be really scary for me so one of those conversations that used to be absolutely terrifying for me was about my family so my dad's mental health so when I was at school I was in year seven and I I had situations with where I didn't know where my dad was and my mum did her best and amazingly would, you know, try and stop me and my brother from panicking. Um, but I didn't know what was going on. I just knew that he'd gone missing. But also when I was at school at this point, mental health was not considered a condition that needed assistance. It was just, no one really talked about it and people used to joke or you'll be in Millbrook or something like that and I sometimes got really upset by that comment because that was one of the hospitals that my dad had been in so I really didn't talk about it at all whereas now I really try to open up and make these conversations more what's the word more frequent more accessible more open more constructive and just to allow people to not feel alone in these situations. So recently as well, my dad has had another episode. So he has been in, back in the hospital again. It's been hard, I'm not going to lie. It's been rough. And sometimes I do feel like I become his parent. Which is really hard when you're, you know, 27, still trying to figure out your own life. And then you have to look after your dad um like a child talk to him tell you know you have to actually talk to him like a child and make sure he's taking his medication make sure he's doing these things and it I'm not gonna lie it it can be hard it really can and some days I really wish it wasn't like this at all because some days I'm just like why can't I just have a dad to support me but he is getting better and he is He's not there yet, but he will be back soon, hopefully. We hope this is the last time he ever has to go into the hospital and 
you know, be managed by mental health nurses. But this is why this conversation is so important because there is still a massive stigma around men and feelings and vulnerability. There is still men out there who, you know, have got anger in them, have got sadness in them, have got jealousy in them, but they've got every single emotion that us women have. Every single one. However, they only feel that they can access probably 30%. Whereas I'm quite lucky in the fact that, especially when I was living with my housemates and things, I could pretty much access my 90% of emotions confidently and supported by my housemates and by my friends. And that to me is massive and big love to you all. But men don't always have that. Now I'm not saying that every man is only getting 30%. I'm not saying that. But there is majority of men that I know that are heterosexual and have a lot of male friends who are also the same and often can be quite masculine in their energy are not accessing the other emotions they're just not or they are but not in a good way or they're hiding everything or depressing everything and I think this really needs to change like it shouldn't happen that a female friend comes into your life or a woman comes into your life and then you're like oh shit I had all these other emotions that I've never learned how to control no we need to do better and allow men to feel that they have a space that they can open up and you know because in a marriage in a relationship of a hetero type it it shouldn't ever be that the man's the strong one and the woman's the other things why is that a thing like it should be I'm having a shit day today you having a good day and they're like yeah I'm all right I'll take on your stuff because my jar's full and yours is empty and that can work both ways it should never be I'm the man I'm the strong one I'm the woman I'm this It should be, I'm Hannah and today I'm feeling good so I can take on your things. Or it can be, I'm Hannah and today I'm feeling really low, I need your help. Like, I don't know how to change this apart from just supporting those sort of male friends and talking to them and making them feel reassured that they can just open up. But this is definitely something that needs to change, like... The rate of suicide in men is just awful. Like, men, you need to be better as well. You need to start realising that if you talk to each other and don't open up about these other things, you could be losing one of your friends or yourself. And we need to stop that. Don't just allow women or other people to make those conversations start. Like, if you're a friend, if you're a man you're hetero and I don't know you live with another man there's just the two of you like make it more normal just to say oh my day was shit today do you mind if I talk about it just make that a thing just start little and get more because I know that a lot of the time you haven't been taught how to process emotions and to be honest no one is taught to process emotions school doesn't really teach it I mean they are starting to now And there is a lot more around mental health within kids, which they are recognising, especially when I did like a wellness 
lesson the other week with some kids and stuff and yeah they are trying to do it but it's implementing it just because they had that one talk in year three is not going to mean that they understand and know how to do it we still need to be better so yeah and my dad like I said he's home now he's not working he's not back to 100% but we're getting there and it's not about the end goal it's about the journey and I'm just glad he's back home and not in the hospital so yeah that's where we're at with that basically but we still need to be better open the conversations if you want to open the conversations on here someone wants to come in and talk and you know advise me how I can help and help other people then please do let's start the conversation I'd also really love to if anyone else that's listening to this I'd really love to open up the conversation of other people that have had parents with mental health conditions so if you have had that experience or you know members of family that have had mental health conditions that are you know older than you and you have sometimes had to take on that carer supporter role even though you're younger I would love for you to get in touch so we can make this more of a conversation open it up for people find support for each other and in general just make sure everybody's doing okay and giving each other the support that we deserve bad pH. so it is cheapskate hannah time Woo-hoo. what have i been a cheapskate about this time so one of the things is definitely like i said italy how i got cash back on so many things i always check if cashback offers are available before I buy anything. So the places that I use are the Top Cashback app, which basically when you go onto the app, you can search wherever you are wanting to buy something from. So I'm pretty much like, oh, I need to buy, you know, this. So I've just ordered a laptop desk thing that I really need because at the minute I'm making it work with cardboard games things and it's, it's just a mess and black friday deals are on so from b and q they had a lovely one and they also did cashback so you go into the app you search the place so i've gone for b and q and then it says get cashback now and i mean this one's a low one so you only get 2.3 percent but at the end of the day if you're already making the purchase why not get the cashback so then the cashback goes into your account And then once it's been paid, you can pretty much just pay it out and put it into your bank account, which is great. So definitely use that. I'm going to put a link in the bio. So um, and I'll also make a little TikTok about my cheapskate Hannah version. So you can also see it on there. So my next also make sure you follow the link because um, that gets me and you something, darling. So a treat for all. And my next cheapskate Hannah thing is Jam Donut. So Jam Donut is another cashback option, which my wonderful friend Emma introduced me to. So it's slightly different from Top Cashback. So Jam Donut, you buy like a gift card for that place and you get the cashback straight away. So for example, Amazon is on there. So if you're already going like, oh, I need this from Amazon, 
all you have to do is go on the app, find Amazon, um, say your item is £11, that's my toes cracking lol, um, then you just purchase a gift card for £11 and pay via that and then you get the cash back straight away, basically. So good, there's so many places on here as well. There's Costa, there's Sainsbury's, there's Marks and Spencer's, there's even Tesco on there. So get yourself on it right now. I have collected that many points. Oh, Primark's on there as well, so definitely get on it. And even sometimes Tesco petrol's on there, Morris, Morrison's petrol. So you're already going to put petrol in your car, you know? Why not use it? So there you go. That was my second one. And that will also be a link and also look out for the TikTok. And my third and final Cheapskate Hannah thing at the moment is the outlets. So I recently had to get my car done and there's a lot of these um, MacArthur Glen designer outlets and places like that. There's one in Mansfield, which is in like towards Derby, it's um, East Midlands designer outlet. Where I get my car done, which is in Cannock, there's Cannock designer outlet, there's Bista Village, there's the London designer outlet. They are all over. So find your local one. Basically, I love going to these outlets and a lot of people think I'm like bougie or whatever because I often have like Adidas, I often have Calvin Klein pants, I have sort of a lot of labels but I got them all on cheap, it's like I used to work at the outlet at Radley, that's why all my handbags are Radley because I got them when I worked there, I got them cheap, I never pay full price for a thing, so for example the other day when I got my car done, um vans outlet you go in they're already at discount price and then a lot of the time near black friday they take an additional amount off so you can still get that and some of the places even do student discount as well on top of that so why not go in hurry up and get yourself there and i even go and jam donut just to check in case i can get an extra bit of discount because why not because mns is there so you would get mns discount on top of that on top of outlet price so they're my cheap scoot hannah things this week look out for more okay so it's horoscope time so again Still very unsure how much I believe in these things. Sometimes I'm like, oh my god, that did happen. And then sometimes I'm like, well, that's a load of shit. So, let's see what it says today. As today is the 15th of November. Oh no, it's been a long while, hasn't it? So, it says for me today as a Virgo. You have a flexible nature. Other people may be just as malleable as you. But now is your chance to take the lead. You're at the starting line waiting for the race to start. Don't wait for the others to take the first step so you know it's safe to go. Keep your ears and eyes tuned in. As soon as you hear, go! Start running as fast as you can. You are down to earth but you need to believe in something more. Hmm. You know what? Do sort of feel like that's true, I must admit. There's a lot going on at the minute. Obviously me moving out of London and like re-evaluating where I fit in the acting industry in the performing arts world and just doing things that I can to make myself happy what makes me tick what's my passions 
So I am sort of sitting back at the minute. I'm not necessarily waiting for a go. I'm just sort of rejuvenating, you know, filling up my jar again, making I'm I'm on energy saving mode. I'm on charge. I am the iPhone that's on charge. Sorry, Samsung users, but I am an Apple gal. But yes, I'm the iPhone that's on charge. And when I'm feeling a bit more, I will go full guns blazing because that's what I'm like. That's the ADHD in me. I am literally all guns blazing. or I'm like, don't talk to me. I'm so either end of the spectrum. So when I feel ready to push myself into something new, I definitely will be, which is exciting. So I did mention a little bit on me having like ADHD and there's been a lot of TikToks recently. I don't know if I keep, I haven't actually been saying it a lot, but there's been a lot of TikToks. There's been a podcast that I've started listening to that was ADHD as F, as in as females. And it's so interesting because I really am like learning so much more about me and myself with it. Because when I was at school, I struggled massively, but I never really thought why. I thought it was because I just kept getting in trouble for chatting um, because I wouldn't really do the work because I didn't have the concentration levels to do the work or I didn't understand it, but that was because I couldn't process the information. So it turned into me just looking like I was a troublemaker or something like that, but I am I'm not. Like, I'm such a hard worker I just, I really struggle sometimes processing information or understanding things. And yeah, like I said as well, my energy levels, one day I can be like, la, 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 like crazy, like 10 out of 10 energy, chatting shit, can't stop, positive vibes, everything. I mean, I'm always trying to be positive, but then the days that I'm not that positive, I'm like, don't talk to me and I just want to hide myself away from the world. But also when I do feel like that and I still have to go to work, those are the days where I'd probably become the most crackhead because if I generally was like connected with how I felt inside, I just wouldn't go to work. So I end up being a crackhead just to get through the day and some people are like, why are you so happy? And I'm like, I'm not, I'm actually miserable, but that's my inside and now I'm putting on a layer you know like an onion and many layers of an onion and this is the one we're wearing today so yeah I also I'm just really learning about myself and out of a school perspective because for example for like my agency my acting agency I also work as like the agent because I'm with a cooperative and I love it like I love helping the others, meeting the others, supporting the others, being a part of a team and everything. But but the truth is that writing and English and office work is, it's not my forte. And I can do it, but it just takes me that little bit longer. And I, I often put so much pressure on myself to do everything and make everything good. And then I rush and yeah, it's just not my forte which I'm accepting yeah I'm accepting but I'm also so creative when I'm in a room of creative people when I'm at the minute doing the children's parties I just blossom like I completely that is my zone that is my place and I love it and yeah don't get me started on the school system how it doesn't 
accept ADHD, but it's just mad because I didn't get diagnosed with it till like th three years ago, two years ago, and luckily I'm on medication to help it, otherwise I would literally be like, bah, 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 and I'm generally, if I didn't have medication, I would never sleep because I'm just wired. Like, I just, I had it the other night, in fact, actually, where I just, I was just so excited by the day and I, it got, I literally just stayed up till five in the morning doing stuff because I'm just so excited and I just, I can't, I have no, nothing in me to relax and it's like I'm on this go, 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 go. It's like I drank like five coffees, but I'd literally had one. It's mental, but yeah. That's the plus and bad side to it, I suppose. There is loads of pluses, but sometimes it can be quite difficult. And that's why I always say with people, I'm so both ends of the spectrum. Like, one day you'll see me and I'm like, la, 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 like King Julian, like, being, like, stupid. And then the next day you might see me and I'm just like, yeah. So that is the joy of it but I really want to open this conversation again talking about women with ADHD so if you do have ADHD hit me up sister um and yeah just normalizing it in a workplace and getting support as well because obviously at school and at uni there's so many things of for me I always had my things printed in yellow paper I got extra time and because i been diagnosed with it at uni whereas in life in work you don't you don't get that like why why don't we get that why do we do it at school but like my condition is still the same I haven't changed my condition so why is there no protocol or things in a workplace I mean there might be I don't know but again this is something I'd like to talk about and open the conversation and also maybe change maybe help support each other with so yeah bring on the adhds B -b 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 bad bitch okay so i hope you've enjoyed this extra long episode as the season finale of my first series basically of being able to fall apart process and be a bad bitch so as always i always finish off this podcast with falling apart process and being a bad bitch and what i've been doing to do that because i believe this is a really important statement in our life because life doesn't constantly just go up one mountain you get to the top and that's it life goes up down spin it round turn it around bags the up down twist it bop it <laughs> that's what life does because it's crazy so rather than looking at life like you're meant to just go up and up and up and sit there I think it's really important to realize that you're just going to keep going round and round and you will feel happy again if you're in a bad place if you're in a good place unfortunately you will feel bad again there's all these emotions that we have as humans which is amazing but we do have to experience them all different levels throughout our years on this planet basically so by having a thing where I look back and realize what made me feel stressed or anxious or depressed or sad or just worried and then going how did I process that 
and then what did I do about it because I'm a huge believer in everybody is just trying to get on with their day everybody's just trying to pay the bills and have a good time and enjoy their life there are some miserable bastards out there but you know we leave them out of this so I'm like if someone makes a mistake somewhere work or when I'm out shopping or when I'm driving the car and I just think I don't know what's going on in the day I don't know what they're going through and or even if it's a friendship and something's you've had an argument something like that the truth is how you go about it afterwards is what matters really because they could have just been completely stressed in that moment took it on you but if then they go oh that was all you then you know people don't a lot of the time most people don't do that and most of the time like I say how people go about things afterwards and their intentions is way more important than what they did so because if they recognize it and apologize or recognize it and move on or all of those things then that's really what's important so here's some things that I have been falling apart processing and becoming a bad bitch again so I'm not going to lie, leaving London, like pretty much being sort of kicked out, and my job role that I was currently going just disappearing was a massive thing for me. I was like, fuck, I'm moving back to Mansfield, what's in Mansfield for me? And then I was like, I don't have a job, how am I going to earn money? So, and I haven't been unemployed I literally started working when I was like 16 and before that I did help my brother's paper around like I've never not worked and it's just like what the hell am I going to do that really really spun me out I was so stressed for a long time and I'm now feeling like I'm going back up again I've really honestly felt like I'd really hit rock bottom if I'm honest but we all have those days, we all have those moments, we all have those months and we all have those years. So I felt like that and I went, okay, what do I need to do for myself to process this and to become better again? For me, that was rest because I'd been doing crazy mileage, I'd been working constant hours and I'd been barely sleeping because my insomnia was crazy. So rest was a massive thing for me, just taking off the pressure of paying bills, taking off the pressure of having to earn money, taking off the pressure of getting through the day even though you're so ill and you shouldn't be at work, but you're freelance so you don't get sick pay. Taking all of that off has been a big thing for me um, and really allowed me to process everything. Moving back to money tea and having the support of my doggy, my Oscar puppy, just being back around him, like he really is a therapy animal, he really does make me feel better, and knowing that I'm around, around family, like the people that when I was in London something went wrong, I'd be like, but now they're here, and I just feel already more like easy and everything, that's my laptop, just um, warming up just in case you didn't know, um, yeah and that's how I've processed it I've looked back at things I've you know written out what's happened and evaluated everything what could I have done better what did I do how am I going to go about it next and then by doing that I've gone right then 
how am I going to become back to being me? Because I felt like a blank slate. I felt like everything had been ripped apart. Everything had gone. And I was just this blank canvas that I didn't know what to do with. And honestly, my confidence was completely knocked. Um, I just wasn't me anymore. I really wasn't. And now to be a bad bitch, I am looking after myself. I'm reading my books again. I love reading. Um, I love learning about like psychology and things like that. So I'm reading new books. I always get them from like a charity shop though. Uh, again, another cheapskate Hannah there for you. I'm taking my medications, taking my vitamins, drinking my immune tea. Like it's all those little things that really just add up. I'm creating a routine sense of routine like a self-care routine by it sounds so silly but I feel great with showering before bed moisturizing putting on my night cream and then like having that routine really helps me so things like that and also when my skin feels nice and soft I just feel great also just dressing in things that make me feel like me and that is, I was reading a book recently that was a massive thing, like, confidence in a person can really come from clothes, and you can see when a person really feels themselves because they hold themselves differently in clothes, and yeah, so I've just been wearing clothes that make me feel like me, and bad bitch, and yeah, just making myself try and feel good. I've also just been trying to see my friends again, because I when I was working a lot I often put them to the side which is frustrating for me I didn't mean to but you know I'm learning we're all learning and we all get busy and all have shit going on so yeah be a bad bitch in your own way sometimes it's not about walking into the club and just you know pouting and strutting in and everyone looking at you but that does help but it's mainly about just feeling good inside and doing things that are good for you and your mental health and that is the end of the season, guys. So look out for series two because it will be coming soon. I won't be waiting as long to create series two. So please keep a lookout. Please share, please like and please subscribe. Right, that is me over and out. Look out for the TikToks. Look out for the Cheapskate Hannah. And share love wherever and whoever you can with. All right then. Bye guys. See you soon. Then peace.